Hey everybody, welcome back to the Texas Beer Experience Podcast. This is episode six, and it's a little bit different today. We're actually doing video. If you're listening in your car or on your phone, you might not be able to see it, but we may do a video, uh, post this video later on. And today we're joined by a very special guest who's been on the show once as part of like this large gathering at Backview a few episodes ago. Uh, we have Sylvia Benavides from Houston Beer Guide with us today. Welcome, Sylvia. Hey, Leo. How's it going? It's going great. It's going great. I'm like really enjoying this video thing. So we're doing like Zoom and I wanted to test it out with my my podcast recording thing that allows you to record audio from Zoom. And uh, so we're trying that out and we'll see how it works. So Sylvia, if you don't know Sylvia, Sylvia is like Probably the most well-known beer drinker in Houston. Am I? Oh, oh I my think God, you are. this is news. I think you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she she comments all the times, posting all the time. She's a huge supporter of all the breweries here and here locally in Houston. And uh, I mean, she's just uh, she's awesome and a good friend to have as well. Um, Sylvia, tell tell us a little bit about like how that got started for you. Like one day you were at a brewery and it was like a eureka moment, or. I don't know. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, thanks for having me, Leo. This is awesome. I think this video is going to look real sharp on YouTube. So uh, <laughs> hopefully folks will hop over to the video uh, on your YouTube channel. But um, no, you know, I think my story is very similar to a lot of craft beer fans in the Houston area, right? Mm -hmm. um, it started off just trying different beers. So rewind, I don't know, seven years, eight years. I don't know how far along it's been so far, but um, Nobi Public House actually started most of what I would consider my craft beer hobby um, and my craft beer interests. We were sitting at the sandwich shop on um, on Blackhawk in Friendswood, the original Nobi sandwich shop, enjoying some delicious Vietnamese food. And there was a little sign behind the bar that said um, craft beer pub, so many taps coming soon webster so oh. of course we're like ooh, what's this about right looked it up um noby public house opened shortly thereafter visited and then uh, before you know it, we were spending our paychecks there just trying different <laughs> beers we were like we want do we want to try every beer on the board and then at the time they had you know probably one of the best um fridge sections of just uh, distribution cans and mm -hmm. bottles um, moose drool. I was drinking a lot of that. Moose drool. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, yeah. I think it's a Big brown ale, right? Yeah. From yep. Big Sky. Uh -huh. um, yeah. A lot of lone pint. So, you know. Like yellow rose or. Mm -hmm. So yep. you immediately got into IPAs. No, that's a whole story on its own, actually. <laughs> it took me yeah. about a year or so, but okay. uh, yeah, I was just trying them and trying them. And I finally just, I'll tell you, that's a, that's a side story to that. We'll so, save um, that one for later. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Nobi really was the spot that I started learning about craft beer and really understanding beer. Um, obviously, Mexican-American, uh, come from a family, third generation, you know, born here. Mm -hmm. um, and everybody drank Budweiser, Bud Heavies, Red Label, you know, Ooh. Bud Light. Um, and that's still the case, right? So um, I just never really thought beer was going to be an interest for me. And uh, until I started eating really good food and I, you know, there at Novi and I found it, um, just kind of fell into my lap. I don't know how or why. Ma'am, well, thank you. <laughs> thank, thank you, Andy and, mm -hmm. and family for uh, 
for starting that business. If it wasn't for them, we might not be having this conversation yep. today. Channing, Channing was a big part yeah. of it. Um, and he's still very much a big part of the community too. Um, I've met so many people just through that one spot. Um, and like I said, we were spending our paychecks there. We were going for dinner at least three or four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, a little obsessive, I mean, maybe, but I, it's kind of cheating a little bit that you, that your, your exposure to craft beer also was part of like great, amazing food, Vietnamese food. So like, mm-hmm. I mean, if it was like, I don't know, like McDonald's yeah. doing craft beer, you might not be going three or four times a week. <laughs> so that's, that's really where it yeah. stemmed from. It was yeah. food and beer. And then after that, I just figured, you know what, let me, uh, oh, by the way, this is when Untapped, I'm a huge Untapped supporter, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when Untapped just started and we were like checking in beers during lunchtime, oh, yeah. trying to get badges, you know, get, going to the airport and checking in our beers and stuff just for that. Um, I was, you know, I'm guilty as charged. I was part of that. Um, and at the same time I said, I might as well just start an Instagram. I started, uh, beer fed mother, which is my personal blog. It's now Houston beer mother. Cause people kind of use the term inter- interchangeably. Yeah. Um, and I just document some of my adventures as being a, a mother and trying to balance my love for craft beer with, you know, being a mom. And so. you do that with, I mean, with the plum for sure. Like you're just, you're a good mom and you're a good friend and definitely a great supporter of, of the local the local brew scene. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah. I, there's yeah. a lot of people out there. I'm just, you know, I'm one person of, you know, a, a giant community, um, especially, you know, we live, I live in Pearland, so I'm on the South side. There is still a very, in my opinion, very small craft beer following uh, community, yeah. but it's growing um, and it's becoming very, very popular, you know, with some of the newer breweries that are in the area, you know, like Valenson's pushing out some of his beers, you know, all of his award, his own, his own little stout, right. Putting yeah. Maryland on the map. Um, there's just a lot of great stuff happening all over Houston um, and particularly on the South side too. You know, and it's funny you say that because I, I feel like, like so I live on the North side, like I, I live in Kingwood and we're kind of, I guess we're like the Pearland of the North, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a, there's a few breweries here around here. I, I currently work for one and, um, you know, and it, but it's taken its time for like people to kind of get used to that, but it's working. And, mm-hmm. and so with like, with like Val and, and then Nobi and, you know, you have a new brewery out there called Six Wards. Uh, mm-hmm. There was another one that just opened up recently. Is it Backyard? Backyard. Yeah. Actually yeah. Backyard Brewing. There's a little story behind that one but they're Mm. relatively new um only been open for at least a month um and they are in the original location of what was previously known as cranky bridges which was previously known as uh, galacticoast brewing so which was the first brewery in galveston county so that little spot that little brewery has got some history wow i had no Mm -hmm. idea that that, Mm -hmm. that they're in the same spot as those two other breweries yep crazy crazy yeah Wow. So, Sylvia, what are you drinking right now? I am actually drinking a Blue Testament. I'm, I'm almost done with this Blue Testament. Blue Testament? Yep. From, yep, uh, it's, yep. from, from Back Pew? Yes, of so- course. <laughs> or, you know, we call it Blue Testy. So. Blue Testy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On our text feed at work, we just call it Blue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, this uh, has become like really, you know, one of my just daily drinkers. If I can have this, you know, whenever I just want a beer... Just a mm, beer, yeah. Right, no, no, nothing fancy, nothing hoppy, nothing. Just a yeah, beer. Yeah, it's just this a good standard, you know, pre-prohibition pilsner. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas blue corn. I feel like I'm doing, like I'm at work right now talking about Yeah, you. that's okay. I, I know you work for Back View, you know, no plug or anything, but I love Well, I mean, I'm about to plug, I'm about there. to plug them again. So I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking the new, new, um, me beer. It's a blonde you doppel. or no, me beer? No, me as in, me as in Bobby, the, the head brewer and owner of, uh, of Back View. Uh, so it's a blonde doppelbach. Doppelbachs are normally darker beers, but this is a, uh, and, and it's it's not terribly dark and it's not terribly light. It has a more of like a golden amber color, um, but it is strong. It's ten point two percent. Whoa! What style? It's a blonde doppelbach. Blonde? Yeah. Blonde doppelbach. Very malty. Has some really nice kind of like sweet undertones to it, hmm. and just a dash of bitterness on the back end. Is of that the a time. real style? Blonde Doppelbach? No. Yeah. No. There's Doppelbach. So, mm-hmm. but this is a blonde Doppelbach. So Bobby didn't add any roasted um, dark malts to it. Ah. Yeah. So that's where the blonde comes from. That's okay. where the blonde I, comes from. Ah. And then gotcha. the and then the marketing thing behind this, if you're unfamiliar with uh, or familiar with Talladega Nights, uh, the the Will Ferrell movie where he's like a NASCAR driver. Um, at one point in the movie, he loses all his sponsors. So like, if you've seen a NASCAR, like you see all these like companies that have their, their brands on the cars. So he loses all his sponsors. So he has to go with me. His sponsor is me and he calls it the me car. Oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> and the, uh, and, and one of the, one of the taglines from the movie is if you're not first, you're last. Oh, so man. it's it's a it's a hilarious movie if you've never that seen is it. Hilarious. It's it's super stupid and funny. I've um, seen it many moons ago. Yeah, uh, I'm, I yeah. can't keep up with a whole lot of popular pop culture. I'm really bad about it. Um, I'm a big YouTuber myself, so I find most of my content, you know, certain <laughs> YouTube channels and other people. So <laughs> you know, I've been watching a lot of YouTube recently as well. Um, yeah, it's it's a there's a lot of good content on there. Mm-hmm. There's a Lord yeah. of the Rings channel I got to tell you about later, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I've already told you about it. <laughs> on the side, <laughs> on the side. Yeah. So, um, and I'm sorry, I'm like looking at the agenda that we had put up here. So, um, you recently took over uh, Houston, like probably the oldest like blog beer blog here in Houston. It's called the Houston Beer Guide. Uh, those guys started it out like what, six, seven years ago, mm-hmm, uh, was pushing out really great content. Uh, and then it just kind of slowed down a little bit. And, uh, and then all of a sudden Sylvia is in charge of the, of the Houston beer guide. So tell me how, how is that going? And, uh, what are the plans for Houston beer guide? Oh, wow. Where do we have, where do we begin? <laughs> so Houston beer guide is my newest project. Um, I, I tend to, you know, dabble in a little, a a lot of different things, but, uh, as being a blogger and really my main focus up until now has been mostly opinion-based content. Um, so, you know, being able to show what beers are doing well through untapped, like the whole Avenue, what, what people are kind of craving about. I figured Houston beer guide was kind of a combination of that plus actual beer news and things that are going on in Houston. Um, there's many avenues where you can get content. Most of it is online already. Um, so beer, the Houston beer guide is just a way for uh, independent contributors to share their perspective about the craft beer scene in Houston through, you know, um, you know, 
talking about beer reviews, talking about upcoming um, and launching breweries like The Backyard. I'll be publishing an article here pretty soon. I'm almost done mm. with that one to just show you a little bit about that brewery um, in, in an open and honest form, right? Um, nothing to TMZ, right? No, you're not going to get any drama from us. I mean, you might, depending on who you yeah. talk to, but... Um... <laughs> right. Everybody has a different way of looking at drama, so... It, yeah, And exactly. I think we already have a... a a, a blog here locally that, that likes doing that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. And that's, that's perfectly fine. I, you know, right. I just want to focus on the promotion of, right. of Houston craft beer and, you know, ultimately Texas craft beer. Um, so I am part of a team of five of independent contributors. We all kind of have our strong points um, and things that we want to talk about and bring mm -hmm. to the table. And um, we're a small team and we're trying to push out content each month. But again, this is kind of a, uh, it's a hobby initiative. No one's getting paid. Right. We are looking yeah. for sponsors. If someone wants to sponsor us, Hey, hit me up. All right. but um, yeah, we just, we want to focus on what's happening here around Houston to add to that. Um, we've recently started a new concept uh, to try to build a new beer style for our city or for our area. Um, you may have heard of it. It's the Texas Coast IPA. Um, you know, you've got East Coast, you've got West Coast, you've got, yeah. and that's where people mostly hitch their wagon to. Is it a West Coast IPA? Is it, you know, is it bitter? Is it piney? Is it malt forward, dank, and all of that, those qualities? Or is it an East Coast IPA? It's juicy and tropical and, you know, very light. I don't know. I don't know. What is the Texas Coast IPA? So I've asked a couple of breweries, actually, we're going to be um, talking about that here a lot this May um, and trying to get some breweries on board to design a new IPA style for our coast or for our region in hopes to maybe debut it in time for what we're planning of Houston Beer Month, a celebration of Houston beer in August, um, right. August 2021. So maybe some special events around town, some tastings, some local parties, some... Man, um, just in time for like all the pandemic stuff being lifted... Yeah, 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 that's yeah. that's the plan anyway. So yeah. Houston Beer Guide will be at the center of that. We'll be posting events and things that um, are going around around town in promotion um, to months leading up to that. And uh, who knows? I mean, there might be some food tasting, some pairings. That sounds some, awesome. Some special tappings, maybe at some local breweries, some ticketed events. Um, but yeah, let's celebrate Houston Beer because we, will definitely we deserve be... it. Hell yeah, we do, right? <laughs> as, as many things as Houston has gone through, I mean, come on. I'm I mean, I'm no kidding, right? Like hurricanes, floods, <laughs> then a pandemic, and just, uh Yeah. You know, baseball cheating scandals, like <laughs> dumb, dumbass football people, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, why not Why not have fun with it um, yeah. and celebrate beer all month? So most cities have Houston Beer Week, Um on a side note, try to get that to happen, but it just didn't work out. Um, Houston Beer Month seemed appropriate, so you, you, know. you know what? With, with with the amount of breweries uh, that have opened up and were opening up leading up to the pandemic, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, you need a month. You need yep. a month. I think we were close to seventy when we hit the pandemic last year. Like I think yes. uh, local group had just opened when yes. the shutdown started. And I feel really bad for those guys. Luckily, they're still around and they survived. Great beer. Oh, yeah. Great, great beer. beer. <laughs> yeah, go find those guys. They're, they make some really nice beers mm -hmm. for sure. Um, you mentioned, uh, so the going back to the Texas Coast IPA, 
Is there, like, are you giving, like, breweries, like, a parameter of, like, what you're looking for? Yeah? So, not not necessarily. The objective okay. of this whole thing is to figure out what a Texas Coast IPA is. Hmm. We don't really know what profile. This is a totally made-up style, beer style, <laughs> right? Yeah. But I feel like you brew beer for Texas it's beer brewed by Texans for Texans. So what do Texans want to drink? What do most Texans wow. <laughs> think a Texas Coast IPA is? Is it, you know, do you take it from a visual standpoint? Is it, is it you know, murky like the Galveston waters? <laughs> is it, yeah, right. you know, um, is it just something that, hey, it's hot as hell in the summer and we just need something really, you know, quenching and light and approachable. Um, we don't know. So I'll give you an example. I've partnered with Saloon Door Brewing down in Webster, Texas. Mm -hmm. We'll be releasing uh, actually the third beer in the series of the Texas Coast IPA. Uh, we've experimented with different hops and uh, methods and kind of did three different styles of what we think are beers that would classify as a Texas Coast IPA. Okay. And all for different reasons, right? Different qualities and everything. Um, so we don't know. We don't know what the style is, but we're hoping to kind of just build a foundation. And then maybe in August, we'll have a, um, uh, a beer fest, maybe one in person. And uh, maybe we can get a lot of Texas Coast IPAs out there and, you know, folks can just try it out. That right? sounds like fun. Yeah. I'm a hophead. So anything that has to do with IPAs, I'm like, <laughs> sign me up. And it always hasn't been that way. I told you. So. Oh, yeah. It took you, it, I'm, <laughs> you know, but so just going back to that, you said it took you about a year. It mm -hmm. literally took me... I'm not going to lie, probably like seven years before. Well, you've I, been drinking a lot longer than I have. I mean, yeah, I did. Like, my first craft beer was 19. No, no, it was 2000. So, mm -hmm. 21 years. Uh, lawnmower from St. Arnold was my I first I was just going to say, was it St. Arnold? It was Lawnmower. <laughs> and, 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 like, I would have never tried it if uh, I was taking a class at the time because I was thinking about getting into hotel, hotel restaurant management. And it was a beverage class. And so, the, the professor new brock and so he's like i'm gonna take you to my friend's brewery they've been open for a couple of years and you know they make some really nice stuff and so we tried everything that day even ipas and i was at that point i was like how the fuck can somebody drink this i did <laughs> i know I was, right I, the same thing. <laughs> like, I mean just no i can't do that and we tried like, several things so he had the amber <laughs> yeah yeah he had the amber but then he said and I like telling the story because so Brock came out and he was like, look, we have a new beer, you know, that we call the fancy lawnmower beer. And said, so my neighbor helped me name it, you know, because I would make it at home. And after mowing the lawn, it was like the perfect beer for that. And so I tried it. Close. And so I think that kind of hooked me a little bit, like the idea of like mowing the grass being really hot and then drinking something refreshing. Right. So uh, and I think I remember him saying at the time. That you could only find it in kegs and like six bars locally, which is, yeah, I mean, that's crazy to think that like back then, 21 years ago, you could only find lawnmower in six bars across the city. <laughs> uh, how, how quickly the city has changed. Oh, I know. I mean, it and it really, but it, it was a long time before things really expanded. Like, you know, so you had St. Arnold in 94 and there was a few that came and went before and after that. Uh, but it wasn't really until like, I guess like maybe 10, 12 years ago, you know, Carbach opened, Southern Star. No label was on the scene Southern already. Star, no Southern label. Star, yeah. yeah. So that's really when it started. And then, you know, I worked at Spindle Tap 
And I started working there in 2016, and they had opened in 2015. So they were the 14th brewery to open in Houston. 14th. And that was five years ago. We're at 70, or close to 70. That's incredible. (laughs) Yeah, we have an interactive map on our website, HoustonBeerGuide.com, that uh, will map you out all of the Houston breweries in our area. And I think we're up to like 70. Seventy-two, somewhere up yeah. there. I need to go look. Um, a couple of other ones, you know, dropped off. Like we lost, we lost Fetching Lab uh-huh. last year. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. to like the best amber on the south side. Seriously, um, really amazing mm. um, beer, and their blueberry cream was really good too. It was, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we're at seventy-four, seventy-five. Yeah. I want to say. Wow. <laughs> But yeah, um, Backyard uh, Brewing Company, I mentioned earlier, um, they're in Dickinson. So there's a small cluster of breweries down in that area. You mentioned Six Ward earlier. Um, I think there's Foss. Foss Brewing is opening up at some point. I did hear about that. Yep. Yeah, they're like in Tomball or Spring or something. I can't Mm -hmm. remember. And then you have Mm -hmm. the the other one that's opening in Tomball. I can't remember the name of it, but it's the former head brewer from Carbach. That's opening up a brewery. And I saw like the, the plants today. It looks pretty fancy. Former head brewer, Eric? No, no, not Eric. I can't remember. Um, um, Jurgen. Mm, I don't know. The name escapes me. But mm. but yeah, um, he's got a brewery opening up and mm. people are kind of excited about that one. I used to go hang out at Carbach all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I worked in the Heights at the time. Um, and so it was a quick little trip after work, a little happy hour, uh, just when they had that little outside area selling tokens, you know, Hopadilla was easy slamming rodeo clowns like nobody's yeah, right. business. <laughs> I think rodeo clown was one of the first IPAs that I was like, okay, like I'm starting to get this, mm-hmm. you know, it was cause it was a little more malt, malt, uh, balanced, uh, mm-hmm. than, than Hopadillo. I actually, I, I probably shouldn't say this because this is going to go out in public, but I had a Hopadillo the other day Ooh, how just, was it? just out of curiosity. Cause I hadn't had one in such a long time. It was mm-hmm. good. It was good. Nice. It was very refreshing. Like, I mean, just kind of juicy. Like, yeah, it was good. Hey, man, if we're going to talk about Carvalk, like, full disclosure, if someone handed me a lot of money for my business, I'd be like, tell me where to sign, buddy. Um, <laughs> you know, um, do I agree with some of the practices? No, but there's some really great people that work at that That's company. the thing about for, for me about Carvalk. Like, you can say what you want, but um, there's some really great people. Um, Excellent and I, people. I don't mind naming Matt Lorfing. That's an amazing oh, yeah. dude. Oh yeah, yeah he's I solid. Literally he's great. love that guy. Yeah. 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 But hey, you know, um, let's take a quick break. I, I have a feeling you need a beer. Maybe. Is it in? Oh, yeah. I nailed it. I knew it. Yep. I knew it. We're gonna take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're back for segment two of episode six of the Texas Beer Experience podcast. We're joined again by Houston Beer Mother. Did I say that right? Houston Beer Mother? Yeah. Sylvia Sylvia. Benavides. Yep. Or Sylvia. Have you ever had anyone come up to you and say, hey, I know you from Instagram. (laughs) And they say, Houston, you know, at the time, Beer Fed Mother. And I'm like, "Mm, that's kind of weird. That's strange. Yeah. Do you get that? I've got it a couple of times and yeah. I was kind of like weirded out. So don't do that. 
<laughs> no, I will never do that to you. <laughs> no to your listeners. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what's funny? I, I, I weirded out somebody like that uh, last year. Or no, not last year, 2019 at the uh, at the Texas uh, Craft Beer Festival in Aus- in Austin. Ooh. Um, there's a blogger there I really like, and she does a podcast too. She's a, a big world small girl. Oh yeah, I do follow her. Yeah, um, she's got great stuff. She really does, and mm-hmm. and she's super nice. And I saw her there, and I was like, oh, that's her. I want to go introduce myself. And I was like, oh yeah, you're a big world small girl. <laughs> and uh, yeah. <laughs> I did. I didn't know her name. I, is, I think her name Caitlin is it's Caitlin. Or... I think it's yes, Caitlin. Yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know her name. And I, I feel like I kind of made her a little bit uncomfortable. Uh, and I was there so representing weird. Spindle Tap. And so I was like, hey, come by the tent. You know, try some of our beers. Mm-hmm. She didn't stop by. <laughs> oh, you weirded her out. I Way did. to go. Being a creeper. I did. I was like the creepy fanboy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just, it kind of caught me off. But yes, uh, Houston Beer Mother on Instagram is how you'll find me. But um, yeah, online. Yeah. It's just Sylvia. Sylvia. <laughs> Sylvia. Okay, Sylvia. So before um, before we broke, uh, you were talking about the Texas IPA. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that Saloon Door has already done a couple. And I didn't ask you, like, what were those beers? Is that, mm-hmm. If they're out there, I'd love to try them. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Actually, um, we will have all three on tap this weekend. I'm hosting an event at yeah. Saloon Door. Um, it's the, as I mentioned, the third of the three that they have done. Um, This one's called Si Senor, Texas Coast IPA. C as in like, we're right by the sea and sailing off to sea. Uh, It it originally was gonna be timed with, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo and everything. Uh, But uh, hey, it's gonna be this Saturday. So I'll be hosting a couple rounds of Mexican bingo, some Loteria, just like I used to play with my grandmother Um, and making some chips and salsa uh, for anyone that wants to hang out. You're making chips and salsa. Like you're yes. making the chips and the salsa. Um, well, I'm not making the chips. I did okay. that. Well, I'm making the salsa uh, for sure, but we'll have yeah. chips and salsa for anyone that wants to come out, try the beers. There's going to be a flight pint special so you can try all three. And then when you pick your favorite, mm. um, you'll get your pint of it. Uh, so there's three. Si Senor is the last one. Um, that one is brewed with uh, lemon drop and Tika, so it's going to be very crisp, um, very juicy, and then it's going to have a little pop of spice and uh, lemon and lime. So ooh, kind of unique ooh. to go um, along with the the sea theme. And uh, the one prior to this was the Southern Hospitality, which is my current favorite. I have not tried the Sea Senor. I'll try that on Saturday with everyone else. Um, but Southern Hospitality is a different mix. I believe it's Galaxy, and I can't remember the other hop. Um, Mosaic? Mosaic and Galaxy. Um, Crystal clear beer, beautiful beer. Um, Sits at about 6.5, very crisp, dry finish, uh, you know, tropical, but uh, really, really easy drinking. I'm trying to think of- I love an IPA with a dry finish. Like, yes, me me too, me too. Now that we're both IPA fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's Southern Hospitality. And then the first one we did uh, was called Resting Beach Face. Uh, I can't tell you the hops because I I don't think remember. I remember seeing that somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Resting Beach Face. Resting Beach Face. So those are the three uh, that have been brewed so far. I've been working with, uh, you know, the brew team out there, just trying to come up with different concepts of ideas of, you know, what's a very clean, drinkable beer. Um, you know, Saloon Door is on the, on the south side in Webster, very mm-hmm. close to the bay. 
Um, so we figured Texas coast is no, no better place to start. And, you know, we're right by NASA, um, you know, so it's been a really fun experiment so far. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this, uh, this one comes out. That sounds great. Like, I'm excited mm-hmm. about this one. The, what's it called again? The C. C. Senor. C. Senor. Uh-huh. You know, when you meant earlier, when you were talking about like, you know, what do people in Texas like easy drinking, you know, and to myself, I, I like a nice clean lager, Mexican mm-hmm. lager with some salt and lime to it. And mm-hmm. so that popped in my head. I was like, can it, will salt and lime work with an IPA? Yeah, I guess we're going to find out. Mm-hmm. Lemon guess, drop pop. Yeah, lemon drop. And, and you said they added salt to it or? No, it's no? just okay. a, no, it's just got a little bit of a spice hop, you know, or that, okay. you know, uh, lemon lime flavor from the hop profile. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least that's what I'm told. Um, Alex Weber's one of the brewers out there and oh, yeah. talked to me a little bit about it today. And so I'm looking forward to trying it on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll have a little um, voting station so you can just submit your vote uh, for which one you like. And this will help us kind of drive what a Texas coast is. And so as more breweries start coming on board with this concept, uh, we encourage them to do the same thing. If they have a small batch system that they can experiment with, um, debut those beers to their market, try to get an idea of what people want, what their customers want. I mean, the IPA that um, B-52 brews might be different from an IPA that Baba brews versus what Saloon Door does or, you know, Eureka Heights. So Mm -hmm. kind of looking for that added spin to it, right? Um, Giving some room for flexibility and it's, hey, it's beer, right? We're just trying new stuff. Yeah, Everybody gets to try a little bit of a new style. Breweries get to kind of step out and play with some some hops and different techniques um, all under the name of Texas coast. Right. Let's just try it. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, just... It doesn't hurt. It doesn't uh-uh. hurt to try and, and see what happens. And plus you get beer out of it. Exactly. You know, yeah. Who's complaining about that? <laughs> if you're complaining, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's the plan for Texas coast IPA. You know, speaking of saloon door, I've been spending a lot of time out there. Um, mm-hmm. I do help, brand ambassador a little bit for them um what one of the great things that i love about that brewery um is that they are really starting to branch out and do some fun crazy stuff right um yeah. saloon door is known for their big barrel age you know i mean they're really known for tasty af first and foremost right Everyone that's knows their that flagship that the, oh yeah that is the beer um for nitro milk stout in houston but uh they're, you know, they're doing big barrel age beers. Um, I actually just opened a new beer. It's called Doc Hoppaday. It's their hazy IPA that they just released in cans, 6.8%. Um, and to be honest with you, you know, I'm a big spindle tap fan and you know, I love my heavy hands. Yeah. And this beer is very, very similar to the taste profile of heavy hands. Is it um, all Citra? I know Citra is in it, but I don't yeah. think it's all Citra. Okay. Um, and so I've been drinking a lot of this and I drink this at the brewery often. Um, I like a good hazy IPA, one that's going to, you know, punch you in the face, you know, bitterness, but mm-hmm. also still have that like really juicy uh, flavor and that pillowy mouthfeel. Like I love that, that, that soft oh, pillowy yeah. mouthfeel, creaminess. Yes. You know, I love that. So yeah, the brewery that can nail that is doing the style right for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I look forward to trying that one. Uh, and I think I feel I feel like I've had that one before. Like they've done several iterations of Doc Hoppaday in the past. I almost seem to remember that the first time I had it, it wasn't a hazy. It was a West Coast, I think. Hmm. 
Hmm. I could be wrong. This was several years back hmm. when I first met those guys. Yeah. Um, but I could be wrong. And I usually yep. am. So we'll find out. They are doing some great stuff. Um, they Texas, are. they're shipping a lot of beer all over Texas. Um, yeah. You'll see mostly ridiculous AF, which is their uh, Russian Imperial peanut butter and chocolate milk or uh, Russian Imperial stout. Mm hmm. Um, and then you'll also see a lot of some of their newer things, their uh, Canadian AF, which is their maple cream, uh, an imperial cream, which is a big beer, but surprisingly really, really drinkable. Those are the beers you got to watch out for, yeah, right? Exactly. Um, but, in, but in the tap room, um, I've lost count of how many taps. There's at least 30 taps mm -hmm. um, and there's all kinds of beers. At any given time, there could be two or three IPAs or your standard cream ales and your ambers and your browns. Um, you're always going to have something big and barrel aged. In fact, today, I think they're releasing a barrel aged wee heavy um, mm. for the tap room. So uh, I've been hanging out a lot in Webster, really great family out there. Um, oh. I'm, we're big fans and uh, I love their beer. So they're not afraid to step out of the box. No, they definitely aren't. They mm -hmm. do some some interesting uh, wild stuff. And speaking mm -hmm. of wild stuff, Martin House. Oh, boy. Martin House. Oh, boy. Always in the news. For, what, for one news. reason or the other. Whether it's, you know, pickle yeah. beer, pizza beer. No. Did you have the pizza beer? I did. It was disgusting. It was. <laughs> it tasted like you yeah. can taste the mozzarella, which I was <laughs> like, is this can. an, inf this is, th is yeah. this an infection? Like I really, and the oregano was there. It was very unusual. I said, this tastes like a little Caesar's hot and ready. Like the marinara sauce that comes on the side. <laughs> oh man. Little Caesar's. Oh, I mean, on in a pinch, they have $5 hot and ready. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but Oof. Yeah, they're crazy. I mean, yeah. I love uh, they they're stepping out and doing some some crazy stuff. Um I have I something. Personally, what was that? Well, I have something. Oh. Kind of crazy. So I picked this up the other day. Snozberries. So that's kind of a an homage oh. to to Willy Wonka. I love Willy the Wonka. The snozberries taste like snozberries. <gasps> This is so what a, does a snozberry taste like? Well, apparently it tastes like a fruited sour with pineapple, cherries, and oranges. It sounds amazing. Ooh. It sounds Are you going to crack it open? Because I'd love to get your, your three-minute beer review out I of you. I kind of wanted to crack it open. I, You know what? The only <laughs> the only problem is like I only brought one glass in here, and I want to pour it in it. So I'm going to chug the rest of this 10.2 beer. And I, <laughs> I came prepared because I didn't want to have a bunch of glasses up here. So I brought yeah, like a pitcher, <laughs> a pitcher with water so I could like, you know, pour some oh, on there, yeah. rinse it out, swirl it, and then pour it back in the pitcher. So I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, you're going to have to fill some dead air here. That's okay. <laughs> while I, I can, chug this beer. Well, I can just, you know, talk about Martin House. So, <laughs> you know, I really think that what they're doing is, is kind of unique. Um, well, it's, it's unique in the sense that it's drawing a lot of attention. Um, we always hear about Martin House and we're always hearing, oh, they got a pizza beer. They got a, uh, the cheese tin beer. Um, there was one with like Chipotle and some other stuff. Oh, my gosh. There's just... At what point are we going to draw the line with the flavors? Is what I want to know. Well, um, yeah. and at this, at the end of the day, the thing, the thing that really just irritates me is that I really want to support their beer, just like I do with a lot of these other breweries. Um, but nine times out of ten, it's repulsive, you know. And I'm like, I don't want to drink a pizza beer. I want something that's well balanced. Um, 
I could drink a, you know, I'm starting to call them, I don't even know, like just kind of novelty beers. They, I mean, they are, they're novelty beers. But all I really want is like one ounce of the can <laughs> yeah. and then that's it. I'm, I'm literally dumping it. So one, I'm wasting money, right? That's not True. very efficient. Two, I'm not building up a very good reputation with them in my mind. If nine, nine out of 10 beers that I try are not good, then I just, I don't know how that can be profitable in the long run. But on the flip side, people can't stop buying them. Well, that's so going to say that. that. <laughs> I was going to say that, like, profitable. I mean, they might be one of the few breweries that was actually profitable during the pandemic. I mean, they really, they decided we're going to put the pedal to the metal here and just, mm. it seems like there's a new one every week. It seems yeah. that way. I don't think it's necessarily and we true. We don't even get half of them here in Houston. Yeah, we didn't get the we didn't get the chicken wing beer. The I hot wing. We didn't yeah. we didn't get the hot wing beer. I actually got to the try hot sauce it. one. The hot sauce and, and and they had a ranch beer one too. A ranch. So you mix them, and it was disgusting. <laughs> it was terrible. I just I they yeah. say exactly what it is that they are trying to yeah. to get in the in the can. Sometimes they nail it. Sometimes they don't. But still, at the end of the day, I just don't want to drink that. And so I'm like, great. You know, if I see a can and someone wants to share it with me, I'm like, yeah, pour me an ounce. I'd love to try it. And then that's it. Well, even just the ounce of the, of the wing and ranch sauce beer, mm-hmm. it, it, was, it was enough for me. I yeah. think it serves its purpose. But yeah. I also think that the market is starting to veer away from that again. So you're in that area of like, I'm going to try all these weird, crazy beers for, I don't know, Mm -hmm. a year, two, three, if you're really into it. Um, And then after that, you just. But the thing for them though, is that they, you know, and I feel like every brewery is kind of trying to find their, like their beer. That's like Mm -hmm. that everybody goes for. So like spindle type is Houston Hayes. Or, or you can even say it's heavy hands. I, 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 for sure it's heavy. Yeah. Uh, I think there's an argument to be made there for sure. Um, <laughs> another show. We'll talk about Yeah, yeah. We'll show. definitely talk about another show. But they have their beer. They have the pickle beer. People can't stop drinking that. And, I mean, I see case stacks of that beer everywhere in town. And they order, I mean, they order 10 cases at a time and it lasts a week. And they order 10 cases. And Marketing they, is a lot of power. It does. And they marketed it very well. I mean, uh, best made. Who doesn't know best made I know, pickles right? in Texas? Like you grew right? up with those. Like uh, yeah. you had the jar of those at home, and those were the best pickles. They and they are the best pickles. Yeah, um, I, I still think that they don't have as good of a pickle beer as New Braunfels Brewing Company out of New Braunfels. Yeah, well, uh, at the end it, of the day, that's the original OG pickle. It beer. is. It is the OG, uh, and apparently there's some beef. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Is there really beef or is it just I really... don't know. Those are that's internet. <laughs> that's that's the you know I really hate to say this, but sometimes social media starts to impact the way people perceive beer, right? There's a lot of yeah. chatter, you know, a lot of division online. Um, part of what we initiative that we wanted to keep with Houston Beer Guide was keeping it open and honest but never negative or never, not negative, but never attacking anyone for their personal opinions. Right. right. I think it's good um, to have an opinion as long as like, I don't know, don't be disgusting about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just said Martin house was repulsive a little while ago. Um, and <laughs> well, yeah, I, and I said it was gross too. So <laughs> I don't 
have apologies for that because that's just me, right? You're going to have maybe 10 other women that like the way snozberries taste and will buy cases on cases on cases. But is it realistic? Maybe not. It looks good. And normally their fruited sours, their fruited sours are normally pretty good. It smells good. All of their sours are really good. All the crazy stuff is like more of a distraction, but it gets them a lot of business, which I think is brilliant. Um, So yeah, back to New Braunfels Brewing Company, Um, the drama or whatever that you speak. Kelly, uh, he's been on our show as well with the Draft Queens. Um, If you hadn't had a chance, you should uh, check out his book. It's uh, called How Not to Start a Fucking Brewery. I read it again uh, recently. Um, Super just business lessons that he's learned along the way. And he talks about the pickle scandal, right? He talks about his story of how that that whole thing started and he hates it. He's like, why? But you know, he hates that he made the beer or he hates that Martin house has a beer. He hates that pickle beer is a thing. Okay. And you know, Kelly, like I said, you read the book, he'll tell you um, all the mistakes that he made along the way, you know, owning a brewery. And um, it's, it's very, it's funny, but it's all real. it's, it's stuff that breweries are faced with every day. How do you compete with a Martin house who's drawing, you know, all of this attention on social media? Um, you've got great beer, but you can't sell it because people are distracted by the crazy stuff, the hype, the, yeah. you know, the well, people throwing stuff in mash tons. And, you know, it just. You know, yeah, I, I understand the, the argument. Like, yeah, but. Martin House is a business, and they're trying to get as much beer you know, into people's mouths. <laughs> and and I think Not they're doing a great job of it. Mm-hmm. I think they they're, really do, are. they're they're doing a great job of it. And you can't, I don't know, you can't fault them for that. Like nope. they they may be making beers that aren't great, mm-hmm. but they're selling. They're them. selling them. They're selling them, and uh, there's something to be said about that. And maybe Absolutely. who knows if it, I mean, and I've tried some of their like normal beers. They have a a box that's. Not bad. Like it's it's a pretty decent Bach, uh, but I feel like they, in my opinion, I, I don't know anybody that works there. They decided we need to bring attention to ourselves. We love making these other beers, the box and all that other stuff, but we need to bring attention. And I think uh, bingo, and they did. They nailed it. They did. They brought attention to themselves with the pickle yeah. beer. Uh, I, I'm kind of sad because. Pickle beer kind of took over. My favorite beer from them was a salty was salty lady. Hey, I think that's a great beer. I yeah, love that beer. I love them. that beer. Now you don't see it anywhere because everybody has pickle beer instead of salty lady. And I think salty lady is the base for the pickle beer, mm-hmm. but I miss that beer. I used to chug the shit out of those cans. Oh, uh, that was one of my Nobi picks like at the beginning, oh, and yeah. I mean, love loved it. Um, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? From a business perspective, I think they're doing great, probably. I don't know. I just question how sustainable it is. And um, Well, like know. I said earlier, they have their beer, the beer that they're known for, and that's the pickle beer. And mm-hmm. I don't see that beer going away anytime soon. You know, years ago, people said, well, Hazy's, you know, they're going to be here for a little bit, and then they're gone. And nope. People still say that. Oh, yeah. I know they do. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> did like did have you been watching the last three or four years i mean uh ipa was already the number I, one style and then new england yeah. just completely took over that i feel that that once it became 
its own style that could like compete for awards and stuff like that. That was it. That's it's it's a style and it's not going away. Mm-hmm. And and it's I mean it's super hey, profitable it's in, for breweries to make. Yep, that. and it's in BJCP, so people are homebrewing yeah. on it. We're judging it. Um, yeah. I had some fine examples that we I judged for recently for Lunar Rendezvous. Uh, which Ooh. is the the big homebrew competition down on the south side with the Bay Area Mastronauts, and there were some great examples of New England, you know. Yeah, it ain't going nowhere. I haven't. Ain't and I don't nowhere. know if I've had a good home homebrewed New England, so I'd be curious to try something. I, and it, I don't really get to try a lot of homebrews, but mm. I'd be curious to try some. I'm actually going to be interviewing a a homebrewer here pretty soon. That's actually starting a brewery i'm not gonna say who it is yet because okay. i don't think he's quite ready to announce um <laughs> but he's a he's a home brewer here in town and uh uh i've heard some really good things so I'll, I'll be i'll be meeting with him here him here pretty soon that 10.2 mm-hmm. beer got to my tongue i just Uh-oh. slipped tripping up, up a little bit <laughs> tripping up <laughs> yeah this uh the, the by the way before we get, get away from this the, the sour's pretty good um I don't know. I don't think this one is one of the ones that comes in the uh, the two can box sets that they do the with the really great artwork. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of those are actually barrel aged, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And the majority of those have been really good. And those are kind. Those can be kind of crazy too, but more solid beers, I think, than not too than too crazy. Like there's a difference between crazy and then just regular adjuncts, right? Like if you're putting yeah. coconut and coffee and anything else like people are not so they're okay with that it's more of like mm, we're gonna put you know vitamin gummies in this or whatever <laughs> you know which by the way was a real thing they did put flintstones gummies in yeah or, that's right uh, flintstones vitamins in one of their beers and sold it yeah which i was like that's kind of concerning but anyways you think targeting targeting children you mean like no, not no. on that. Hey, I didn't even think about that. You know, that's funny because, like, uh, if they put on the cans that they put Flintstones uh, Chewies on there, like the TABC, and I say, yeah, you're kind of targeting children with that. Maybe they yeah. could, they could, they could see it that way. I don't Have know. you seen the beer cans that sell though? It seems like everything that is nostalgic, air quotes, nostalgic, mm-hmm. seems to do really well, and it's like this weird middle ground. It's like Ninja Turtles. Let's go buy it. You know, Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka. Yeah. Let's go buy it. Um, which, by the way, I think is a great idea for like for sure. a stout series with a bunch of candy in it. But, anyways, um, yeah. They they do their research. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They know their buyers. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for and sure. They're gonna hold on to those buyers because oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people in Texas have no Martin House. You know Martin House for their fun, crazy beers. You don't know Martin House for their box. I think you're the first person I've known yeah. to even have a box by them because I've never, I didn't even think they brewed. Yeah, I, you know, and this, I think the last time I had it was at uh, was at Beers Looking at You, and it wasn't very long ago. Like, oh, and I remember what Chris told me. He said, "Yeah, we have to buy one of their like standard beers to get some of the special stuff." No. So they had the box, and the box was it was good. It was good. So like, good choice on that one. And I think it. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah, the the special beer was like a, and I hate bananas by the way. I think it was like a banana nut bread beer. No, <laughs> no, or like a banana split beer, something with bananas in it. Huh. Yeah, so it was, and I had just like like you said earlier, like an ounce. That's all I just wanted to try. Just a tiny bit, enough to <laughs> yeah. taste and be like, wow, that really does taste like that. And yeah. then my stomach hurts. Let me throw this away. It's the lactose. 
Oh yeah, I'm not a fan of lactose. Don't either. Yeah, can't can't do it. But that's a personal preference. I think there's a lot of folks out there that love that. And I'm if breweries are putting them out and they're they're moving them. Hey, that's great. Um, speaking of, you know, Salundor, I talked about them being kind of crazy and wacky and doing a lot of fun stuff. They're Mm -hmm. actually about to publish or publish (laughs) us writers, right? Us bloggers (laughs) publish. Um, They're about to launch a um, uh, an American Light Lager. So. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow, that's great. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> that's something, you know, fun for some of the classic beer drinkers that are interested in just some basic American beer. Lager. All right. Um, that's what they have in the pipe. Should be coming out um, probably, I think, in the next two weeks or so. Who, whose recipe is it? Is it Alex or Josh or? I don't know. Those guys really collaborate well. Um, But, you know, Josh is kind of the wizard behind everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And Alex and Lewis are really the ones um, doing the bulk of the brewing now. Um, But that team is, I mean, they're such a strong team, close knit, um, really know their stuff. I judged with Alex uh, on the homebrew competition recently, and we're just, you know, I'm just blown away by the technique and, you know, the optimism that these guys have to doing some new stuff but i we've been poking at them and saying hey there's nothing light on the beard everything here is over seven percent yeah I like, know, right? everybody's getting drunk <laughs> um, like in a line of uber cars waiting outside right <laughs> exactly exactly um which is great um because oh, yeah. all of their barrel age and the russian imperials all the different types of russian imperials that they have are great but Sometimes you just need a beer, something crisp, light, and refreshing. That lawnmower beer, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's finally coming to the tap room, which I'm super excited about. And Lindley probably will be excited too. I haven't, Lindley's my partner on Draft Queens. Um, we also have a podcast that's um, out there. And uh, she's like, I'm not going there because I can't drink any Russian Imperials. You know, it's just too much. <laughs> so definitely go check out Draft water. Queens. Um, Sylvia, we're going to take one more break. Yeah. And we'll be back here momentarily. We'll wrap up the show. And uh, yeah, so we'll see you back in a bit. All right. We're back for the final segment of Texas Bear Experience Episode 6 with Sylvia Benavides. And uh, Sylvia, I loved having you on today. It's been a ton Thanks of fun. Thanks for having me. A ton yeah. of fun. And it, this kind of happened like at the spur of the moment. Like I needed an episode this week. And it just worked out that we were able to do something on Zoom, which I've been wanting to do uh, oh, yeah. since all the other episodes have been on location. No background noise in this one. So maybe a little <laughs> bit different uh, listening experience uh, when, when this goes out tomorrow morning. Uh, but yeah, um, loved having you on. Always a great friend. Always uh, so knowledgeable about beers. Let us know what's going on and where we could find you. And uh, yeah, have the floor. Yeah, thank you for having me, Leo. This is a lot of fun. You know, you can call me anytime. I'll talk beer with you all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're looking to follow me and kind of what I've got going on, Instagram is your best bet. Um, if you're on Instagram, uh, follow Houston Beer Mother. You can also follow a couple of other things. Houston Beer, which is uh, the link for Houston Beer Guide. Um, and then also my podcast and radio show with Miss Lonely Todd, uh, the other shotgun queen um, at the Draft Queens on Instagram. Um, check out Houston Beer Guide at HoustonBeerGuide.com. And um, also, if you're lo- looking to join a new community of other 
craft beer drinkers just like myself um, and building up a small community in Houston, check out Texas Beer Collective on Facebook. It's a open and honest forum where uh, we encourage other beers to exchange or other beers, other people. I'm, I'm, see, this is what this is shotgun did to me. <laughs> um, we encourage other people to get out and express their opinions about uh, local craft beer, try beers and share their experience. So thank you for being an instru instrumental part of this community, Leo, with Texas Beer Experience. Um, we're, we're happy. I love this being is, a, this is, I love this is it, yeah. the, this is the place to be. This is a city to be in, right? Heck yeah, great things are happening. Heck yeah, it is. Houston is awesome. Not to say that Texas, the rest of Texas isn't, but yeah, yeah we're, we're from Houston. We love our city. <laughs> um, we love Austin and Dallas and El Paso and San Antonio as well, but we're, this is our home. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and <laughs> I was about to call you Lindley <laughs> and Sylvia. Not quite. <laughs> yeah, not quite. Sylvia is one of the best people you'll ever run across here in Houston when it comes to beer. Uh, and Lord of the Rings too. I'll just throw that in there just real quick. Ooh. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And, uh. Sylvia, thanks again for have, for yeah. for joining us today. Um, the podcast, you know, you can find it on several channels now. Uh, we're mm -hmm. on Spotify, we're on Stitcher, we're on Apple Podcast, uh, and I'm like looking down at my notes. Uh, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere you, you that you can listen to podcasts on, you can probably find us. We would love for you to follow and subscribe. Uh, you could also find us on Instagram, Facebook. And Twitter, not much stuff going on on Twitter. Like, yeah, I'm not Twitter, like, I like, I like Twitter, like my personal Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube, we have a few videos there. And there's a bonus video coming to YouTube from this recording. Uh, it's a shotgun video. Ooh. And uh, Ooh. you'll have to, like, tune in. I can't believe uh, you're going to post that. To watch that. No, oh it's going gosh. up. <laughs> it's going up. It was excellent. It was excellent. So, uh Check out our YouTube channel. I'll, send, I'll when that video is up, I'll put the link up in, in social media. Uh, love you guys. Thank you for uh, for listening and watching. If if this video goes up, uh, thank you for watching. And uh, this this will be up tomorrow, Friday morning. Look for it in your feed. Thanks again, Sylvia. Thank you. I don't have a beer in my hand. What the hell's wrong with me? I I chugged it. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next time.